911 system is designed for calls that are actual emergencies or certainly urgent. But most communities experience their share of non-emergency calls and sometimes repeat callers who may have a need, but it's not exactly what 911 was created for. Hi, I'm Richard Hunt. One city, Chattanooga, Tennessee, has found a way to greatly reduce the number of calls coming in, while at the same time helping those frequent callers who really do have needs. For example, a woman with vision issues and broken eyeglasses would call often after she fell. A man with a medical alert device got more than 70 responses from the fire department in just one year. And sadly, a woman who was prone to falling would lie on the floor most of the night before calling 911. The Times Free Press reports that she waited until the morning shift of firefighters came on duty before she would call for help. That's because she didn't want to awaken any of the overnight fire team. Please join us as we talk with Phil Hyman, the chief of the Chattanooga Fire Department. Their project called CFD Connect is making a big difference with 911 calls. We're talking about specific calls that we run on. They're non-emergency calls where... um uh, patients or uh, just citizens in general don't have access to uh, certain needs, like an aging population uh, type folks, like somebody has fallen out of a chair or um, uh, fallen out of bed or, 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 or can't assist themselves. And we end up running a lot of these non-emergency type calls uh, just to help these individuals out. So our business has been primarily reactive in the past uh, where we would respond to these calls. And a lot of the times these individuals would call multiple times during a shift. Um, which takes our fire companies out of the mix for emergency response. Um, so they can't respond to a house fire when they're committed on one of these type calls. Could you give us an idea of maybe the, the frequency of, of, of these calls, like say, say over a year? About 30% of our call volume uh, were uh, associated with these type calls. And it's what we call assist-to-citizen calls um, or non-emergency assist-to-citizen calls. That would, of course, say that they have confidence and, and trust in you. You know, why would they call 911 rather than someone else, a friend or an agency or something? Do you know? Well, what we found is uh, some of these individuals don't have health insurance. Uh, some of these individuals don't know who else to call. Uh, and that's part of the mission behind what we're doing is connecting these people with resources that they didn't know were available to them in the past. Uh, and that's what's really helped to cut down on a number of these calls is actually connecting these individuals with resources that they need, uh, anywhere from getting them a high-rise potty or the right kind of bed to sleep in or even uh, connecting them with a health care worker that will periodically check on them through their insurance. Um, uh, a lot of folks just, you'd be surprised that a lot of folks just don't know that those resources are out there. And it sounds like that uh, in the past, before this program started, the team in your department had a great deal of compassion and was reaching out to help. And that's correct. And and I think that's why we've, because we've been reactive in the past um, and knew that uh, what we were doing wasn't working, uh, we took a proactive approach to it. It's much like what we're doing with our fire prevention programs is we try to prevent fires from happening on the front end. Uh, and the same thing holds true with assisting these people. Um, once we've made contact with them, we try to get them resources that they need uh, so that they're not relying on the 911 system uh, to help them out in their time of need. And there are some social workers involved at this point, too? That, that's correct. Uh, we've had a really good partnership with our local college, uh, UTC, University of Tennessee, Chattanooga. Um, and their uh, their social work program um, 
has partnered with us, and they actually provide two interns a week and they, that work about 16 hours just really reviewing our data um, and seeing which calls we're running on uh, most frequently and then making site visits uh, with uh, some of our training staff members that are running the program. So they actually go to these individuals' homes, uh, assess their needs, and really try to connect them with what they need. So it's really good from the social worker aspect of it is that we got interns in a college that are able to do on-the-job training uh, while we're solving a problem at the same time. And, of course, being that you're, you're funded by, by city government, I understand that there are uh, a lot of costs involved in, in this, and you're also seeing savings already as a result of this program. We are seeing some savings. Uh, we are seeing savings. Um, so to, to run one of these calls, uh, for us, it's about 260 bucks an hour uh, for a fire truck to respond to a call like this, um, and whatever equipment we might use, we end up around 260 bucks. And if we're running that um, multiple times a shift, if we're going to the same address 15 times in a shift, you can see how that kind of adds up over a period of time, especially with multiple calls coming in throughout the city. So uh, 30% of our call volume is pretty high, um, and the associated cost with it can, can get pretty expensive. Um, I know um, specifically in uh, 2017, we ran about 72 calls, uh, and that's about 9000 a little over $9,000. Uh, in 2018, before the program started, we ran about 144 calls, and that gets us almost to $20,000. So you can kind of see how much of a savings that that has over a period of time. Um, and that's just one added benefit. Uh, really, the biggest benefit out of all of this is connecting people with resources that they need in the first place. Chief, how was the uh, CFD Connect system developed? Who came up with it? Uh, what's it do? Well, we, we knew we had a problem, and uh, we sat down and I said, let's find us a solution. And uh, Captain Schuyler Phillips and Training Chief Will Andrews uh, said, we think we might have a solution. Uh, and that's when they brought the whole program they really initiated the program, uh, did all the legwork with it, and uh, seeking out UTC and really talking with some social workers. I do know that a lot of fire departments across the country have had some uh, limited success using social workers in this business, uh, but no program that I know of. Uh, we needed a model that fit our city, uh, and we wanted it to start small. Um, I know a lot of these type projects get started. Um, they they kind of get a little bit overreaching and make them extremely expensive. I wanted something that was a very little cost just to try it out to see if we were on to something before we really committed a lot of dollars to it. All right, Chief. I really appreciate your talking with us. Absolutely.